everybody welcome back to another episode of the summits podcast uh thank you for tuning in wherever you get your podcasts or viewing us i know it's kind of scary i know yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> on youtube uh if you have not subscribed to the heroes foundation youtube channel go ahead and smash that subscribe button hit that little notification bell so you can be alerted when new episodes drop um it's been a little while so thanks for coming back. We apologize for the delay. Had spring breaks, you know. We had to do um, get out of get out of uh, indie. How was spring break? Uh, it was it was Good, all right. Um, Indifferent. Seniors in high school, so yeah. a lot Where'd of things go? can happen. Uh, week one was Siesta Key. Week two was Fort Myers. Okay. Um, no one was arrested that I was aware of or that okay. I was responsible for. Okay. Yeah. Um, so success. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> arrested <laughs> but fled from the cops, or just um, not arrested. <laughs> I'm there was fleeing. Okay. All right. There was there was fleeing. there was fleeing. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um supposedly. Yeah. Oh no, not supposedly. No, for, no. for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um good episode today, guys. Got a longtime friend joining us today, um, who's married to another longtime friend. Um, so we'll get into that. Uh Dr. Eric Barrett, welcome to the Summit's Thank podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appropriate uh Colored hat, although it yeah. doesn't have an IU logo. I thought on, about wearing okay. my Hoosiers hat, but uh, I decided on that's this right. one instead. Yeah, <laughs> coloring was right for you. There you go. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why don't uh, Why don't you give our viewers a little background history on you? Yeah, sure, sure. So my name is Eric Barrett. I grew up um, in the Indianapolis area. Went to uh, North Central High School. Um, Panthers. Panther. Panther Pride. <laughs> and is that, uh, the, is that the Is that what you guys did? I guess. I don't know what Byron and Rohan. Oh, is that what those guys do? Yeah, you know, you know. Um, And then went to went to IU for undergrad. I think uh, that's probably where uh, that's probably where you and I crossed paths first, Vinny. Down at Um, the. uh, I would say yeah. Yeah, I was a Sigma Chi down there, but he was a Fiji. Did you, could you not get a bit at Sigma Chi? Is that what happened there? (laughs) (laughs) You blacklisted? Yeah. I'm not even sure how to respond to that. Right now. <laughs> but anyways, um, so did that, and then and then um, uh, moved back uh, to Indianapolis after graduation. Went to medical school at uh, at uh, IU in, in downtown Indianapolis, and that's when we got to know each other pretty well. I think yeah. just because we all lived in broader Not that I was in medical around. school, because we all know no, that was no, not. No, no, you were kind of hanging around the med students. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I did that, and then and then um, uh, four years of medical school, and then I decided to go into ophthalmology as a specialty. So I uh, uh, I did an internship at Methodist Hospital. Then then my wife and I uh, moved to Dallas, Texas, where I did my ophthalmology residency for three years. And uh, after the residency, we moved back to uh, Indianapolis, and I started uh, a practice. I've got an office in Carmel and an office in Fishers. Uh, I've got Barrett Eye Care. Barrett Eye Care. We're not above plug. <laughs> shameless right, plug. Shameless right. plug. Right, right. Yeah. We do have openings available there if you're you looking go. for if you're looking for an eye doctor <laughs> and need go. one. Uh, give us a call. Yeah. And uh, so I live uh, live in Carmel with with my wife Hillary, and I've got two uh, two daughters. I was going to say two young two young daughters, but they're not young anymore. No, I got not. two uh, two young ladies, two okay, high school on. daughters at, that are at Carmel High School, a freshman and a junior. So 
uh, three women in my house and myself. So it's uh, there's never a dull moment. That's for sure. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, you know I'll how that goes. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll second that. Um, so we, we fast forward a little bit through that. I'm going to go back and touch on a few things. Um, North Central days. Mm-hmm. So, and this, this, will, this will go into IU as well. Big tennis player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You, you can you can you can shine on yourself. Ah, it's been boy. That seems like a lifetime ago. High, high school tennis career. I, I snapshot. did. Okay, I did play tennis at North Central for four years. Uh, we had good teams. Two of the years we won state championships. Yep. Uh, okay. And and my senior year I played number one singles. Okay. At North Central, so that was uh, tennis was a big part of my life, and then I went down to IU and played tennis for four years down at IU. Right. Okay, and uh, we had some nice teams down there as well. I played number one singles at IU uh, my senior year. Yeah, nice. so nice. and yeah. haven't really picked up a racket since. I'm trying to pick up this yeah. game called golf and learn how to play that. Ah, right? Okay, that would explain the logo. On yeah, the, uh, yeah, on yeah, there. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I appreciate yeah. the humility, <laughs> but so let me tell you this: so any golfers out there know that boring golf is actually Okay. Yeah. Um, Eric might have one of the more boring games of golf I've ever seen, <laughs> but it's really fucking good. <laughs> um, so that is not a negative when I say it's boring. Um, very good player. We'll we'll talk about golf Thank a little you. bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 All so, three of us can. Yeah. We can, yeah, yeah. It's we a passion. Talk about that it's, for a while. it's yeah. a passion. And I uh, picked it up after college and uh, okay. I can't get enough of it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Vinny so, and I get out a little bit and play some. You haven't picked up pickleball yet. Have Not you? yet. I feel like I'm yeah. a little young for that. I yeah. know that's probably coming. Maybe yeah. once I hit 50 um, and the girls are out of the house, I'm going to have some time. Yeah. Um, so I haven't transitioned to that yet, but I know, I know that's pretty hot right now. Yeah. 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 My, my, well, speaking of age, but my dad is, that's his, that's his, a regimen of exercise is playing pickleball. It's great exercise, um, right? He loves it, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, the crazy thing is, so he's 83. Is he 83? Um, okay. So he's, a lot of times we'll say he's out there playing with 60-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, 60 is still kind of older, right? Oh, he's 20 years their senior. Mm-hmm. Um, but he loves it, enjoys mm-hmm. it, kind of gets his old, you know, it's been a long time since he played tennis. He played tennis in college, too. Right. knew that, but. Been a long time. Uh, I found a T-shirt for him for Christmas that says "Dink and Drink." And he thought it was hysterical. I was like, "Yep, that's perfect. that's his life right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I like it. Yeah, I like it." Um, so we touched on tennis. Uh, your wife, Hillary, kind of a quick snapshot. So I've known Hillary since we were kids. Hillary's from Elkhart, but her father and um, well, her father, her mother. And her aunt and uncle oh, are right. friends with my parents and have been since they were, right. I don't know, 20s or 30s, somewhere right. there back in right. the days. Um, so it's just kind of funny how, you know. That and then you guys used to vacation down in, in Fort Myers Beach Correct. on spring break when you were younger. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So Before I even knew condos her. in the same building. Right. Such a small world. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> spring, break, spring breaks of old. Those were <laughs> yeah. fun. A long time ago. <laughs> there was no arresting in those spring breaks either, right? I don't recall. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That was a long time. So the ago. dink and drink has something to do with that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The dink and drink. Uh, okay, let me. Let me. I'll say this. <laughs> One little comment on high school spring breaks, and I'm thank as a father, I'm thankful. I think that the two spring breaks I just witnessed as senior for my seniors in high school, as in terms of kids, were tamer than our senior years. Okay. And that's a good thing. And that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I made that statement to me and she's like, so what happened? I go, nothing. No comment. No comment. Um, well, we, uh, you know, you guys know that this, this, this podcast is all about what's your cancer story. And, and I know the three of us, as we've talked about before, have more than a couple to, to share. 
Um, so we'll start with the personal one, and, and with April being Testicular Cancer Awareness Month, Eric, what's your cancer story? Yeah, so um, uh, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer um, coming up on 15 years. This will be the 15-year anniversary. Um, awesome. Uh, and it was actually July 4th. Um, I remember the day, you know, obviously we all do when, when that diagnosis came. Remember, it feels like it was just yesterday. But um, we were talking a little bit earlier about Lance Armstrong, and I had read his book um, probably a few years before. He was, you know, he's a famous kind of, you know, testicular cancer survivor. Um, and, you know, it being a, going through medical school, being a physician, you know, I understood the importance of, of screening and, you know, checking yourself. So, you know, I would, I would do um, – you know, regular exams, just kind of check for testicular cancer. I was in that age range. I was in the demographic. And I remember being in the shower that morning and found a lump, you know, and um, I thought, oh, that, I don't I don't really remember that being there before. So I didn't think a lot about it, kind of slept on it, said, oh, maybe who knows, you know, maybe, it was, you know, maybe some inflammation infection or some next morning, same thing. And I started to get a little worried. So um did a little research on the internet and, and once again, having a little bit of a, of a decent understanding of the anatomy and the science of it, I was kind of going through the list of things that could be, as I was reading, I'm like, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. And I kind of went through four or five things and then the list kind of ran out, you know, the next thing said, well, you probably should get checked out. It could be cancer. So I got, I, I got worried at that point. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, uh, I found out on Wednesday, checked again on Thursday, I called urology of Indiana. And it was the holiday weekend, so it was not the not the ideal time. Yeah. And they're like, we're yeah. all jammed up. And they worked me in Friday afternoon to see Dr. Bill Sherrill. Do you know Bill Sherrill? I know that name. Yeah, he's a great guy. And I just I just ended up kind of getting in to see him because he had a spot. And I think his his nurse recognized that I was a little bit nervous and went in. He did an exam. He was great. And he said he said. Um, you know, whenever you have that cancer diagnosis, it, it just crystallizes everything for you. And, and I remember sitting in the room and he said, yeah, yeah, you know, you got something there. And I said, what do you think it is? And he said, I think it's a tumor. He said, I think it's cancer. And, you know, you just kind of, whoa, it takes you back. But he, he said, it, it doesn't feel that big. And he said, um, it, um, we, you know, I don't know what stage it is or anything, but, you know, it, it doesn't seem that big and you seem healthy. You're not having any other issues. So, you know, if this is, this is, um, hopefully like a stage one type of thing. He says very high survival rate. You know, he said, you know, chance of survival's, you know, 90%, 95% or something. And he walked out of the room and, but you're sitting there, you're saying, Holy shit. We're talking about survival. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up. Cause a yeah. lot of people, when I tell that story say, Oh man, were you relieved? And I say, I was scared to death. I was absolutely scared to death because I just been told I had cancer. I, I'm a young, healthy guy. Um, you know, try and eat pretty well, drink a little bit, not too much anymore. You know, don't smoke, try and stay active, try and stay fit, college athlete, you know, felt like I took care of my body and bam, you know, it hits you and it, it does hit you like a ton of bricks. And I couldn't focus initially for whatever reason on that 90 to 95% survival rate. I was thinking about the five to 10% that yeah. don't make it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It hit me, it hit me hard. And, and, you know, he kind of came back in and he could tell I was pretty rattled and he, he was good. He said, you know, I think you're going to be okay, but they never say you're going to be okay. It's like, we think, you know, right. we hope, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? But, um, so he said, I'm going to set you up with a, for, for an ultrasound. And he got me in the next day. So on a Saturday went in and uh, saw the radiologist who at that point was John Morton, who was a family, just happened to be a family friend, which was great. And he said, yeah, he said, I think, you know, I think it's a tumor. So 
it went fast for me at that point. I was very fortunate that, that these guys really took care of me. Um, um, Bill Sherrill said, I operate on Tuesday. I'm going to put you on the schedule for Tuesday. Um, and then um, w- what ended up happening is a friend of my parents was friend with Pat Lair, and you know Pat mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Pat at the time was not the director of the uh, Simon Cancer Center, but he eventually became, and he just stepped down and he just right, retired. He's awesome. I mean, I think you've worked with him on some boards mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. He, he's, he's fabulous. And he kind of heard about it and he ended up calling me on that Saturday. Um, and we, we talked through it a little bit and, you know, he had a, a relationship with Larry Einhorn, obviously, who was kind of the guru at that time. And yep. I mean, I was obviously in the right spot. So he got me set up on Monday for all of the scans and stuff, which, which was in, in the lab test, which is kind of the big deal. Cause you, that's, you know, you know, you got a mass and you know, it's got to come out, but you don't know, is this stage one or is this stage four? You know, there's huge, huge variation in prognosis on that. And I, and I knew that. Um, so I was a mess and we got down, we did all, did all the tests and there was a doctor down there, Dr. Foster, who was kind of a big wig down there. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you, I don't, I never met him, but he called me on Monday kind of through Pat and just said, Hey, this is what's going on. You know, we don't have the results yet, but, but uh, and he's, I said, what should I do? He said, have Bill Sherrill take that thing out on Tuesday and then we'll see what it shows basically. So, uh, had, had the, what's the orchiectomy, which is just a removal on that Tuesday. Um, um, not a huge procedure. We did it outpatient. I went home. Hmm. Um, and then I had my, uh, a meeting with, with Dr. Lair on Friday. And, um, that was, that was a t- the toughest week for me. Cause I just didn't know, you know, your right. mind's running wild and it's like, you're just going through all the different permutations and contingencies and, 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 you know, you're hoping for the best, you're thinking for the best, but, but, but you're worried about the worst. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and we talked, you know, a little bit about the Lance thing and, you know, it was everywhere in his body and, and he didn't even really know it. So I felt fine. I wasn't having any symptoms, but so I went in and uh, on Friday and, and, and Dr. Lair was great. He met with me on a Friday afternoon, you know, maybe an hour meeting. He knew anxious was. And the first thing he said is he said, I think, you know, it doesn't look like it's spread. You know, I, I think it's stage one. And it was like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, you know, you, you get bad news and then all of a sudden this is some good news. And, right. and, and that really, you, you know, made, made me feel at ease. And, 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 um, he, there, he said, we're going to keep checking you. And he had mentioned something about a couple spots on my lungs, which he kind of glossed over, which I'm glad he did at the time. Cause he wasn't sure. I, mean, I, I don't think he was hundred percent sure that it hadn't, but he thought those might just be old histo lesions. And it turns out that's what they were, but he was going to monitor it, but he didn't want to, he didn't want to say anything about that. Cause he, he, so, so anyways, we're thinking in stage one, he said, that's the good news. He said, you know, bad news is, um, the type of cell is, is the most aggressive type of, of testicular cancer and testicular cancer by nature is a very uh, aggressive type of cancer. It's, it's fortunately very treatable, but it's very aggressive and especially this kind. So he said, you know, that, that the bad news is the good news is we don't think it spread. The bad news is there's probably a 35 to 40% chance it could come back. And that kind of, and then I'm like, so I go from feeling great and I'm like, Whoa, like that, you're telling me there's like, maybe almost a 50% chance that this thing might come back. He said, here's what we're going to do. He said, we're going to monitor you every four weeks. You're going to come down here. We're going to do tumor markers. We're going to do chest x-ray. We're going to do CT scans. You know what I mean? And he said, if it does come back, we're going to catch it. And I said, you know, we talked about, because 
I don't know what you guys can relate to, but I was like, let's just do this. Like, you know, let's, I wanted to do, you know, surgery. We did that. Let's do chemo. Let's do do radiation. You know how you're all amped up and you just want to fight it. You know what I mean? Like you just just want to, yeah. Like, like I just, you know, once I found the mass, I wanted to take it out myself. You know what I mean? That's just, I think our instinct is just to get rid of it, get it out of the body. Yeah. He's like, no, he's like, you know, the studies have shown, you know, they did a study, this is, you know, 15 years ago, but he said, we, you know, they've got a new study out of Germany where people with stage one testicular cancer, they gave them a, a lower dose of chemo, you know, to kind of a preventative, he said, and we did that here and we had one patient that came back and they had almost like a, a, a mutated type of cancer that had been a little, become a little mm. resistant to it. Mm. And it really freaked them out. And they were like, you know what? We're not going to do that. He's like, we, you just got to trust that we're going to watch this. And it may not come back, but it right. may. Yeah. And if it does, you know, you're very responsible, reliable. Obviously, we know you're going to come back and see us and we're going to catch up. Is there any like metrics on like, it's like first like to 18 or, you know, 10 weeks, 18 Absolutely. weeks, whatever, like where it's like most likely going to happen? Absolutely. And he yeah. basically said, it's most likely to come back sooner. Okay. So, so basically every week that we get out from this and it hasn't come back as good, you know, okay. every month that we get out as either that, that number goes down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I left there thinking, okay, well, you know, good, bad, whatever. And, um, you know, the first six months, um, I got into this routine where, you know, every four weeks we're going back down there and, and um, you know, I think everybody's cancer, you know, you know, journey is, is different. Um, I think for me, um, mine was a lot more psychological and mental, um, anxiety driven rather than actually physical suffering. You know what I mean? I was fortunate in the sense that, and I think everybody's is obviously psychological and mental. it's a challenge no matter what, but I was fortunate where, you know, I didn't have the chemo, I didn't have the radiation. The surgery wasn't some huge surgery. Um, but it was really mentally taxing that sort of the waiting, you know what right. I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. the waiting and the doing nothing um, worked out and he was right. But at the same time, it would, you know, it would build in me those four weeks, you know, is, is you're kind of getting to that day where you've got marked on your calendar where you're going to go down there mm-hmm. and find out if your cancer has come back. And you haven't done anything to kind of prevent it at that point. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a 5% chance that it was going to come back. I mean, you know, they're quoting you these numbers that there's a decent chance that this could come back. So mentally, you're kind of preparing for that. And I'd go down there and, and Hillary and I would go down there and we'd, we'd go down, you know, every Monday morning and I'd get a, get, the, get the tumor markers and I'd get the chest x-ray and I'd get the CT scans. We'd go up and see him and he would usually say, well, the chest x-ray looks okay, but we got to wait on the tumor markers and we got to wait on the CT. So that after that Friday afternoon, I would go back to work and I was just miserable. You know what I mean? It's you're, you're looking at the clock. Why are they not calling? You know, and then as it gets later in the day, they're busy down there seeing other, other cancer patients, yeah. you know what I mean? And, but, but, um, you know, you're waiting on that call, waiting on that call. And sometimes, you know, occasionally they wouldn't call. And, I, and so at like seven o'clock, I'm trying to get a hold of the resident on call to find out, you know, did you, can you look up my tumor markers? Can you tell me what's going on? And then your mind starts to wander. Are they all in a room huddled trying to figure out, yeah. you know, what chemo they're planning for you and they're going to call you because they want to have a plan, you know? But I, I'll tell you what, guys, it was, it was an interesting time for me because when I would get that call and they would say your tumor markers are negative and your scans are clear, it was, it was, it was an unbelievable 
just kind of a cathartic feeling where your your whole body, I mean, you just it was it was euphoria, right? Right? Because because it's built up in you, mm-hmm. and and it was is it it was a you know I'm look I was looking I was thinking about this last night because we were doing this, and it was just a, it was an interesting time in my life because I lived my life in four week intervals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and the the moment I I I got the news that I didn't have cancer, I was like, okay. I'm cancer free. I've got four weeks now where I know I don't have cancer. So we're going to try and just live these four weeks. Not that I'm going to go out and party and be a crazy guy, but just really enjoy being cancer free for four weeks. And then in four weeks, we'll see where we are and do it again. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it, it was, a, it was, it's a, it's, it's a liberating feeling because, you know, we, uh, live in this world where you're always worried about all the kind of minutia, you know, work, kids, family, you know, and, and every, all that kind of went away where it was just like, you, you just feel very grateful and very blessed to have that time there. And not that that stuff's not important, but when you're dealing with cancer and, you know, life and death, it's not important. Like there's other things, you know, this is what's important mm-hmm. and that stuff. It, it, it gave me some real clarity that, um, you know, maybe since I've lost a little bit of that, but, but, but I try, you know, you try and keep that in perspective if you can pull a positive out of the situation. Yeah. Um, and, and we just, we just kind of plugged along, you know what I mean? And, and each time I went down there, you know, another week, another month is behind you. And, um, I got six months out and, uh, he said, okay, this is good. See, you know, the, the percentage, like you had asked, yeah. it's, gone, it's down. gone down. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we're looking at, you know, not 38% now we're maybe at 30%. And yeah. he said, we're going to back you off to every other month. So, um, at first I was a little harder cause I was programmed to go down there every four weeks and now we're going eight weeks. So the first time I'm just, you know, kind of, kind of, and then you, you just kind of, you, you learn to live with it. And, it, you know, my approach to it and, Everybody, like I say, everybody's cancer story is different. I, I hoped for the best, but I tried to maybe prepare for the worst. I don't know if that, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to be blindsided by the fact that I didn't want to just have this blind hope that, Hey, everything's going to be okay. I thought everything was going to be okay. The numbers were pointing that everything was probably going to be okay. I mean, all the statistics were on my side, but I'm a bit of a planner and it, it was a little bit of, you know, okay, well, if, what if these come back positive, what's the, you know, what's the next step? And, and, yeah. and, and, you know, I did some research and some studying and, you know, what else do we do? You know, she learned about the different surgeries that could happen and the chemotherapy yeah. and stuff and, and, um, just to prepare, you know, just, just do to you, be, do proactive. you think your background of med school and whatnot, um, was a blessing or a curse? Excellent question. Both. Yeah. Both. I mean, really both in different ways. Yeah. And, and I think, I think from a science standpoint, I think it was good. I think it was good to understand it and to, to understand the numbers. Mm-hmm. And, um, but also when you're a physician, it, you know, it's, especially when you're doing rotations in medical school and you're in the hospital and internship, like you see all the bad stuff. You know what I mean? Like you don't see the people that just kind of survive cancer and blow through it. A lot of times you don't see them. You see the ones that keep coming back to the hospital because they're really sick. So you get a little bit of a distorted view of, 
of disease. I'm sure those are the ones that like stick with you too. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, you know, disease, you you always see the worst of the disease processes, you know what I mean? Because they're the ones that you're trying to treat and make better. The ones that you you can make better, they go off and live their lives. So it's a good question. And and I think for me, it was good because I think, you know, my personality is I like to know about things and understand. and, and, And so I think it was good. But at the same time, you know, I, I feel like I was pretty r- real about the sense that this this could be a real problem for me. You know what I mean? Like like not everybody does well with this, even right. though the, the prognosis is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in, in the hospital, you don't see the 95% that, you know, just survive and go off and do what you see the 5% that aren't doing well, you know, so maybe it jades you a little bit on on that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we, you know, we, I, I I just kind of kept trucking along and, you know, we made it to a year, you know, and, 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 um, all, all was good. And we, I think at that point we spaced it out to every three months. Um, life started to go back to normal a little bit. You kind of start to think, Okay, well, maybe, you you know, maybe, maybe we'll get through this. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I talked, uh, I I was watching the the podcast that you did with Julie Drew the other night. Julie's a good friend of ours. And and, um, it made me think a lot about Dave Drew, who's a friend of ours that that we lost to glioblastoma. And, you know, when I walked into that room and they said, you've got cancer, but you, you you know, you're, you're, you know, it's just survival rate or whatever is 95%. I, yeah, you know, I, I just, all I could think about how scared I was and what would happen, you know, what about somebody that walks in the room and they say, you're, you know, your, your survival rate's 5%, you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, with Dave, our good buddy, I mean, he, that's what happened to him. And it, it just, it's amazing. It's just amazing. It, 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 not all cancers are created the same. And we have, we have testicular cancer. I mean, I was fortunate. I mean, we've got a great, treatment for it and we have a way to screen for it and I could catch it early and treat it, you know, and that's why I'm here. You know what I mean? And we don't have that, unfortunately, for all cancers and we're getting there. But um regardless, it 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 for me it was um I mean it was it was a life changing experience. And and I think, you know, it's never easy to go through cancer, but but my sort of path with this testicular cancer had to be one of the easier ones, at least from a physical, you know, treatment standpoint and, and not having to suffer a lot physically and, and, and it basically going as well as it could go. Right. And it still shook me to my core. And, and, yeah. and that's why anytime, you know, I meet somebody or talk to somebody that's been a cancer survivor, I'm just, it, it just, you, you just kind of know what they've gone through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a it's a terrible disease, and it's it 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 affects us all, either directly or indirectly. It just it just seems like it's almost an epidemic out there. Right. Yeah. Well, we're certainly glad you're still here uh, for a lot, a lot of the obvious reasons. <laughs> Me too. Um, but you but you're not just here. You you decide. I mean, it'd be one thing to survive and just kind of go along with your life and plug away, but. Right. You guys, uh, you and Hillary were obviously supporters of the Heroes Foundation even before your personal experience. Uh-huh. Um, after the fact, though, and I think it might have been a year out, uh, my memory's not the greatest anymore, but you were another person who had, I, had a, I had a conversation with about, hey, you know, we're, we're doing events to raise money. What You know, we all like golf. What about a golf event? 
And we had kind of gone down that path before saying, well, there's, you know, eight bazillion right. golf outings. Right. How, how do we be different? You know, if, if Eric Barrett's going to do five charity outings a year, how do we make sure you're one of those five? Right. That's you apart from all the others. And, um, I don't, I don't know what, what year it was or when it was specifically, but finally after some multiple conversations, we finally had that idea of, Hey, here's a suggestion. It's a little different because of this and because of that. And you and I chatted and we both kind of have a similar mindset. Like, right. We don't, no offense to all the charity scrambles out there. Really, I, no offense. It's not going to be a hit and giggle. Those seven hour, the seven yeah. hour rounds, like, I, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, and we're competitive when we sure. get out there. Sure. And so how do we make this a, a competitive tournament? Um, and so that's, that's kind of where Swing for Heroes came about. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Are, absolutely. What, five, five years yeah. later and we've yeah. we expanded. Yeah. Um, I think I shared this with you, but the 2022 event, which is in September yeah. already sold out. You told me that, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I got which, that email, which is unbelievable. Cause I remember oh, yeah. when we first started the thing, we're trying to get 18, 24 <laughs> yeah. just to get the course semi full, right. you know yeah. what I mean? Just yeah. to break even, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, um, but yeah, and, and going back to, to our kind of history. So, Everything you've done with the heroes has been unbelievable. The gala, the first heroes gala, I'm sure. I don't know if anybody's told you this story, but it was at Highland uh-huh. Country Club. That. Yep. We had a keg, just a keg of beer, <laughs> <laughs> kind of in the in the in the oh, dance yeah. area there. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. And and Vinny showed up, and and I don't know how many of us were there. Not a ton. We had a great yep. evening. Yeah. Um, and and um, it grew from that. I mean, it was at Highland for a while. Yeah, we were there for right. seven years, maybe. Okay, something like that. Okay, and I haven't been to every Heroes Gala, but I've been to a bunch of them. I've been to the first one, and I've I've kind of watched it grow, and yeah. it's been amazing, just to see. It's been amazing what you've done. It really has been. This has been inspirational to see what you've done for the cancer community and the way you've branched out and to build that gala into what it is and the whole foundation and the stuff that you've added as times goes on. Uh, but going back to the golf outing, yeah, I mean, you and I are are, are avid golfers. Um, average golfers. We like to think we're above average, but um, Fair. but we play enough. We should be above average. But but you know, I think golf and is always something that, that that we've enjoyed doing, and it's 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 something that's an important pastime for us. And it's a good. I mean, I think it's a great addition to sort of the heroes, you know, um, armamentarium of of events that you're doing. You did the you know the cycle thing. I think you did first, and you just right. keep adding stuff. Um, but to your point, everybody's got a golf outing, right? Right. Like, I mean, every, every, and, and that's not a bad thing. Everybody loves to play golf. It's good yeah. to raise money. Yeah. So, we, you know, we kind of sat down, you and I, and I think there were a couple other people that kind of put our heads together mm-hmm. and said, yeah, how can we make this special? And the concept was, let's make it, you know, a, a little bit more serious where you can kind of play your own ball, score your own thing. Let's bring some pros in and make yeah, it right. more of a pro-am where we get – um, Still waiting on Tiger to show up. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah. use a cart. Yeah, yeah. Just come on in. We should get good. Phil yeah. now. Phil's not real busy, right? Well, you think? Yeah, I mean, that true. might be yeah. a better, better, uh, better form option. The Hero Super League. <laughs> That's hey. right. Exactly. Well, no, we're not. Gonna, we're not forming a league. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Uh, but he might be looking for work. But there anyways, um, yeah. So let's get some pros and 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 make it a nice pro am event. And. Yeah. Um, and it, we, we were able to, between, you know, Highland and Crooked Stick and some of the pros and some of the folks that we know, get, you know, get a lot of the, 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 the better pros. Yeah, get yeah. a lot of the better pros from the yep. area. 
you know, generate a purse for them to to, yep. to make a little money if they win, and and also, I mean, you know, it's to have a good time, right? Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's it's to get everybody out there. It's to raise money for cancer. It's cancer awareness. I, I mean, I feel like every year we have it. The, the weather's been perfect. We've lucked out. Knock on wood. <laughs> we do it in the fall. Um, but to see the growth of that has been fantastic. Like I say, that first. I mean, the first time we did it, I'm getting emails from Mivini every week. Yeah, but you got to get find a foursome. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm like cold calling people now. Like, I, I mean, you know, I'm trying here. You know what I mean? Checking out at the grocery store. Hey, yeah, you yeah, exactly. Three, right, and, right. Uh, you heard of the Heroes yeah. Foundation? Hey, what about Highland? So, um, and it's just growing. I mean, it's growing organically, right? Like, I think we've done, you know, you've done a great job with it. And it's, it, it's people hit play in it and then they want to come back and play in it. And then the word kind of spreads, hey, this is a nice event. Now, yeah, we've got two Two start times filled, right? Two start yeah. times. So we basically doubled the, doubled, doubled the, the field, doubled the field right. yeah. Um, yeah. and raising a lot of money. It's a really neat event. Yeah, we bring in the Travis Matthew truck and, you know, you get a, a nice goodie bag and there's some 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 beverages out there, some little, alcoholic little beverage. Alcohol. There's a couple of beverages. A few alcoholic Good beverages out there. Yeah, on a, and on a, what do we do, yeah, a Thursday, are we Thursday afternoon now? Uh, it'll be a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, Thursday morning and afternoon. Thursday all day. And, um, and, and we just have a good time and, yeah. and, um, you know, it's, uh, I think it's a well-supported event. It'll just keep growing. Hopefully. I mean, our plan was <laughs> let's get this thing as big as we can, you know what I mean? Right. And, yeah. and, and let's do multiple courses. And we've, we've now migrated to two start times, which is good. You know, right. we've got yep. Highland basically full, so we'll see where we can go from yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I think there was, there some talk of trying at some point to incorporate the the party, the the piff party into that. I know yeah, we, we talked about that. that a little bit. We had um, a lot of different ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no shortage of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> We're um, idea guys. We yeah. struggle sometimes right. with the execution, but we, yeah. we got a yes. lot of great ideas. <laughs> like getting Tiger and Phil here, yeah. right? That's yeah. a great idea. Lots of ideas. They're not all good ones, but we have lots of ideas. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. So I, I'm I appreciate your support of that event. Um, it's exceeded our expectations yeah. through f- the first five years for sure. Um, what I like about it also is the majority of people who participate in it understand the vision for the event, but also understand the vision for the dollars raised at that event. Mm-hmm. And that while some of those certainly go to the here and now, it's also a way for us to fund our endowment such mm-hmm. that, you know, when you and I are long gone, right. the Heroes Foundation is still going. Right. Uh, because cancer will still be here. Hopefully right. uh, those those odds that we talked about earlier right. are in, in in better favor on some of the cancers that are right. still a little tricky today. Right. Yeah. Um, but people will still get diagnosed. Absolutely. And still have that experience. And yeah. So. And I think one thing that I've learned through this journey is, you know, I read a lot about cancer and tried to learn a lot about it just as being affected by it. And we're really getting there. I mean, we're really getting there. And, and I remember um, when I was in medical school, I graduated medical school in 2000. So this would have been the late nineties. I mean, a lot of the treatments that we were doing back then with the chemo was I just, thought we graduated from high school in 2000. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, we look like we did, <laughs> right. but I think it might've been closer to 1991 <laughs> from high school. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of the chemotherapies were just kind of blast all the cells and kill everything. And, and now we're really like, we're getting there. Like, you know, with some of these treatments, I mean, I know you're, you know, you learn a lot about it and study about it. a lot of these targeted treatments where we're understanding the cancer cell and how to treat it. Like, we're going to get there. Like we're going to get there mm-hmm. with these cancers eventually. And it's come so far just in, you know, the 20 years or whatever. We've got a ways to go. But, um, I mean, that's why what you guys do with Heroes is so amazing because the more money we can generate and the more money we can pump into research and development. I mean, it. you know, we want our kids to, to, to not have the same fear that you and I, that we all did 
when we were diagnosed. Okay, right. we don't. It, we want this to be a, a manageable, manageable disease. We're not there yet. I think with some of the cancers, we are getting pretty darn close. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I twenty years ago going through medical school, learning about, it, I wouldn't have said that. But now. I do think, and I've talked with Dr. Lair a little bit about that. He's made the progress that we've made is just, mm-hmm. it's it's really incremental and it's really taken off and we're going to get there, you yeah. know, and, and, and it's, it's, you know, for me, I think for all of us, it's, it's, it's the most, one of the most impactful, you know, things of our lifetime. And, and, um, yeah, I just can't stress enough how important, you know, these organizations are in raising money because the more that we do, you know, the better chance we have to beat it. Mm-hmm. We right. really do, yeah. you know, and it's, it's a neat thing. So yeah, Vinny, I, I just, I, I love what you've done with the heroes. I just think it's fantastic. Well, and I just that. kind of watched you from afar and I admire everything that you've done and continue to do. Yeah. Well, we don't, we, we can't be successful without all you guys helping yeah. us yeah. and getting us there. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah. What, any questions do you have for us? No, I mean, not really. Talk me through a little bit about um, all the different events. I know about the gala that you've got right. and the golf and, yeah, the, so and then the bike. Yeah, starts out with, right. with the gala, uh-huh. gala, whatever. Right. Um, then we do what well, is now Fit for Heroes. Okay. It was the spinning event, but right. it morphed into Fit for Heroes, which will be up, coming, coming up, up in right. about a week and a half. Okay. Um, it's now kind of morphed into a two-month campaign, but you know, people can do whatever activity that, sure. um, that they're into. And then um, – we go into the wine tasting with Peachy, okay. which is in June. Um, that'll be kind of, a, it's a wine tasting and, and uh, I guess it's a wine tasting art event. Yeah. It's uh-huh. kind of being yep. morphed into. Okay. Um, yep. So that rains, uh, raises funds for the Peachy Fund and then would be the, well, uh, the calendar this year, It's the, the Piff Party floats around a little bit. So then we'll have Swing for Heroes into September. Right. And then in October, the Piff Party. Okay. Okay. Uh, which should be at the Vogue this year. Okay. In person, finally. Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. Um, yeah. World's getting back to normal yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we can go the, go to the Vogue and pretend like we're younger. <laughs> Did we used to go to the Vogue when we were younger? <laughs> I think so. Maybe once or twice. Once or twice. <laughs> Maybe yeah. once or twice. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a it's a calendar full of events. It's a little yeah. bit of a challenge. Yeah. But no, that's awesome though. I mean, yep. all these events that you're raising money and just keep growing and growing and growing. And I think that's a great vision. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for uh, coming on and sharing your story. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Anytime. If you ever need me to do anything or help out with anything, I'm always here. All right. You guys are witnesses to that. Uh, (laughs) This is actually on the record. Right. That's right. 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 I won't be able to deny (laughs) deny it going forward. We have you on 413-2022 saying. (laughs) Exactly. All right, guys. Well, that's another episode of the Summits Podcast. We thank you for joining us wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Um, Again, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We appreciate you and beat cancer.